the city of Corvosa, largest in Varesia, greatest of the Chalaxian colonies. Her past rulers had never sat easily upon the Crimson Throne, but now a spark of change burns through our city. For good or for ill, let us see what is written in the cards. My name is Zalara Zindane. I am a Harrow Reader from West Dock. I am also dead. This is not my story, nor even the story of the heroes who would rise to defend our city in the days to come. Rather, it is the story of Corvosa. Sugarfield Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Curse of the Crimson Throne, a Paizo Adventure Path. Episode 102. This episode is brought to you by COVID-19 lockdowns and probably contains lower quality audio than our usual. Thanks for bearing with us. So, when last we left you, when last we left our heroes of Corvosa, you were, um, diddling around with the Shawante. Um, you had gone back for Amalia Isaflame's funeral. Silver had had a scary dream. So yeah, you have a revenant. Um, you have a couple of uh, war chiefs. Um, the world is your oyster. So I will talk to the war chiefs. Um, and um, I have a um, something that will hopefully be a speech. What do other people want to do? Well, I was gonna figure that, um, uh, I mean, one of us should, I'm, I'm guessing they'll be ruling diplomacy with this. So, um. Social skills, certainly. Intimidation's yeah. actually pretty valid here. Fuck off or we'll kill you. <laughs> so, um, I think it might be best done by somebody who's got the highest diplomacy. I mean, that's being too meta, but... <laughs> well, Garen's actually pretty diplomatic. It's how he gets to speak so many people individuals. Well, the thing is, it doesn't have to be just one of us making a speech. Several of us, anybody who wants to talk to them can talk to them, and then we can make a... Um, yeah, call. make a party check? Yeah. Sort, maybe? Okay, I was just, I was just wondering how that's going to be done. So... so do you buy that at, at love? Um, I, several of us make speeches, then we make diplomacy checks with one of us as the lead diplomat and the rest making aid and others. It does follow a certain line of logic. Cool. Because I've got eight in diplomacy at this point, so that may not. Yeah, I've got 12, but I don't know if I'm the highest in the group. I've run again. I've only got ten, but I'm also not the person to be making this speech, having the least connection to the thing. Oh God, you're going to leave it to Gowron. <laughs> well, like I say, I'm I'm up from I want to make a speech. Anybody else who wants to can. I'm happy to just assist. Yeah, I'll um I'll just wait and um. See if I have anything else to add to your speech. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. 
So you are asking Thousand Bones to set up a meeting with the War Chiefs? Yes, I am asking Thousand Bones to set up a meeting with the War Chiefs. Cool. Then. Does this mean we're taking a compel on the Revenant? Uh, uh, no, in fact. No, okay. Um, we might still, but we haven't yet. Yeah, one yeah. does one does not necessarily preclude the other unless the Revenant does something, um, you know, the today that you are not prepared for. Mm. But presuming that he's just going to sit out there, uh, you know, tomorrow is an equally valid day, but... Okay, so Thousand Bones will set up a meeting and take you all into one of the tents. Um, and there is a heavy amount of smoke filling the air from the fire that is in there. Obviously ritual rather than heat providing at this point in the day. Um, and there are four people in there, one of whom you have seen before, of course, Crogen eats what he kills, is representing the Skelqua. And Thousand Bones will go round, and just as if you've never met him before, um, speaks in Shawante to these people, which, uh, people who can translate, basically, he's introducing who you are as the Sharmek that have bought Amalia Eyes of Flame back, and um who have replicated Cindermore's feet and etc etc and basically runs through all the things that you've picked up respect points for and then he will turn to you and speak to you and tell Dane and point around the room and he says Crojan eats what he kills it's the Jothkar, the war he whose whose wisdom is listened to in war of the Skullqua, the Sun Clan this is watchful eyes of the Shirikiriqua, the Hawk clan, and he shows you a reasonably young, reasonably attractive woman. She's in her early thirties kind of thing, and she just gives you a slight smile and watches you, and the little respectometer comes up and says, respect level ten, check. So she will, the Hawk clan will listen to you. He points you to the second woman who is less identifiable as a woman because she is her, her skin is very pale almost corpse like and you realise that she's painted ash or something in that neighbourhood all over herself from head to toe and Thousand Bones nods of the Lurinqua, the Moon Clan they give you Jekka smoke skin and she too looks at you with slightly warier eyes but the respect check comes up and passes at 15 and of the Surinqua, the wolf clan, I give you Ghost in Shadows. And there is a man there, quite skinny, um, quite heavily, heavily tanned and weather beaten. And he watches you with incredibly weary eyes that are bordering right on glaring through you. And he chews on something in the corner of his, lip, on his, of his cheek for a moment and then spits out the word. Shamek. And the respect check comes up at 20, and the Wolf Clan do not automatically leave. So you may speak to them all. Failing the respect checks is, of course, basically he just gets up and goes, I do not have to listen to Shamek. Shamek have no wisdom here, storm out. I'm back. And better than ever. 
And ever since then, you've been fighting to undo it, to take back the land that was yours. And I understand that you want to. You've done a lot to survive out here. You've made, you haven't compromised who you are. That's not how I would have done it. But I respect that. I respect the way. It's not It's not something I live by. It's not something I would want to live by. But you've stayed your own people even out here. And I respect that. You've paid a high price to stay who you are. But you can't take the Corvosans. You can't take you can't take out the city. No matter how badly you want to, even though the land was yours to begin with. There's not enough of you. Even if you could destroy the city, there wouldn't be enough time left afterwards to amount to anything. I don't want you to destroy the city because it's where I come from and it's my home, but it's not right because the land was yours to begin with. So, and the thing is, if we do win, if we do destroy Carthabon, we'll owe you, the five of us, all of Corvosa, because we wouldn't have been able to do it without your help. And because you gave us that hope, even though we're enemies. So, what I've got, because I, I told Thousand Bones, even though it isn't fair, there's no way we can get the people of Corvo to leave. They're not going anyplace. Nobody wants to go back to Chelyak. But there's a lot of land around the city, and it was all yours once. And the people of Corvo will owe you big time. So what I'm offering is that we'll give you as much of the land as we can get. And I mean that to be a lot. To be yours. What you want to do with it is down to you. But what I would hope you would do with it is build a safe place for your people to live or some of your people to live, the younger ones and the older ones, so that you can rebuild your people. Because living the way you do, you change who you are, but your time is running out. For the Shantae to be the Shantae, you're going to have to fight, change the way that you're living now somewhat, or you won't survive. And if you do decide to take that, 
to make that work, you're going to have to settle for what you can get, even though it ain't fair. Because there ain't, ain't ever going to be peace as long as there's you pulling us and not killing you all the time. Then, um, Jack will, um, get her dagger and, um, cut a little cut in the palm of her hand, um, Your blood is on our hands. All the Shantae who died out here in this place, because it's such a terrible place to live. Not just the Shantae who were killed by provocations, but all the Shantae who died younger than they should have, because of what it's like out here. And then she will toss the dagger underhand to Crojan, who may or may not catch it. Yep. I don't think he would struggle terribly, yep. Our blood is on your hands. All the Corvosans that have been killed by Fionte over the years, men and women and children, who just grew up in a place where their ancestors had done something terrible. If there's ever going to be peace, we're going to have to let it go. Because... You can kill a lot of us, and we can kill a lot of you, and that'll wipe you out, and it might well wipe out us too. But it won't make it right. No matter how many people die, it won't make it right. This won't make it right either. It won't give you back what you had. But it's the best I've been able to come up with. And that's all. And then she sits down. Um, Silver will step forward. Um, he's, I suppose it would be a little bit weird if he dressed up like a, a Shawante, but he's, he's got like his totem spear in his hand. He's not got flashy hair. His hair's silver, like literally silver, not just his name. Um, and he's, down to very obvious armor, as if he's a warrior. Um, he'll step forward. Um, we can offer you a little bit more than what, what um, Jack's um, mentioning here. Um, before we came to Thousand Bones, we had a talk with somebody who you might be all familiar with, the Cinderlander. The Cinderlander has done some foul deeds to your people, and he is becoming an old man. He is not just a legend, he is a being. He is a being with a finite life, and he wants to finish what he is doing, because he understands that what he's doing is never going to end. We have offered him a truce. He can stay in his... Oh, note from GM. Um, we have offered that if the, the Shawante leave Avene to him and his people, that he will kill no more Shawante forever. 
this is something that he has agreed upon, the Sun Clan has agreed upon, and we are here now, what's in front of you. If we can get your cooperation, we can end, we can end this. Oh, that's a word for it. Blood feud? Yeah, we can end this blood feud amongst your people. This history of ashes? <laughs> yeah, this, this history of ashes. We can end this right now. That is something we can give you right now that will last for the rest of eternity. Um, you can You can talk amongst yourselves about the rest of the offer that we give you. But I would like you to also consider this, our gift to you, that we have done, I think that's probably, I, I, I don't know if that's conveyed everything I want to say, but I wanted to bring up that we have made a deal with the Cinderlander and the Sun Clan have already agreed to it that um, Avene will be left um, for, for the yep. Cinderlander as, as Kalek. <coughs> Um, and he'll specifically say leave to, to be left as Kalek, um, and he will stay in his city and, and leave the Shawante piece and stuff. There'll be no more killing. I understand what you're, what you're telling them. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Does anyone so, else have anything? All right. Um, yeah, if Silver um, is done speaking. Yeah, um, Silver is done speaking. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Lucy, um, come forward. She's wearing a very fine noble's dress. Um, and she, she looks around and says, um, says, um, I, I'm Lucindrio Wintrish. I speak for the, um, I represent the nobility of Kobosa. Um, if Jack here represent the common people of Kobosa, I'd like to say that I sit on the, one of the high council of nobility in Kobosa and my word, um, should come for something. And Tell I'd like to leave. point out, <laughs> newly appointed, but I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, we, we, um, you must agree that we all came out here and we have respected your customs and we've um, achieved the deeds that you have probably haven't seen outsiders achieve out here. We have reached into the wall of Sindomo. We've uh, brought back the um, body of Amalia Isoflame. And if, if um, these deeds would prop, um, speak better than um, 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 sorry, um, these, these should, should speak more than our words that, um, we are here, um, with integrity and you, you, and that you can, um, trust our words. Um, Jack has spoken, um, quite finely about what we could offer once we achieve our goal of defeating Kasabun. And I'd like to back her up in this, and that um, Kovosa's nobility would also make make sure that um, these treaties would be um, would come to fruition once the threat is defeated. All we ask for now is your help. We cannot obviously change what has happened in the past, but what I'd like to say is that we would like to work together to have a better future for all of us And that's just fun. <laughs> okay, Garrett's turn. 
Well done, you're... Well done. <laughs> Give me a second, I'm just going to get the voice down. Oh, hi. Hi. Honoured camp leaders, you do not know me, and I do not know you, but I am Garrett Silversmith. I'm but a simple city dwarf working in the name of the Lady of Light, Lady Sarenray. Now, I'm not one for fancy words like my friends here, but I do know a few things, and I'm going to tell you what they are. Tell me I know. <laughs> I know that the light, Lady of Light, of the Sun, decided that this job needed to be done. I needed to be part of this job that needed to be done. I know that Amelia Eyes of Flame herself trusted us with the knowledge of these weapons that we can use against Carsevon. And I know that the bastard broke his oath to his god. So even the devil himself wants him dead. And I know that when I meet that bastard, my earth shaker is going to go through his skull. Thank you for your time. Crojan nods, particularly at the last point. Yeah, Crojan really relates to Garen a lot. <laughs> yeah, we have vods. Yeah. Alright. Does Elagos have two cents he wants to put in or Um the ghost I've got quite a long speech. Um Shocking. For the funeral. <laughs> yeah. Um so I'm gonna keep it brief here. Um but in, if I can, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Paraphrase? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Elagos so, says things like. Elagos talks about the history of Beresia and specifically how it was um, inhabited by elves um uh Varesian humans and um orcs um before the um Thessalonians came and settled here and I'm gonna talk a bit about um the history of the Shuante who actually belonged to the last remnant of the Thessalonian warrior class. Mm-hmm. Um, and how um, orcs um, really disliked um, the Shuante when the Shuante were prosperous because they felt like they were they were being encroached on and some of the divisions that were caused um in earlier times and people had to make peace in order to deal with Casavon. Yep. So a similar message, but, you know, reinforcing that 
you know, everyone has grievances and, you know, your ancestors came here and replaced other people who are already living here. So, you know, it's just a cycle. Yeah. And the point is to, you know, um, make what you will and, um, in good faith kind of thing. Yeah. This is, this is pretty clearly news to them to some extent. Like they're, mm passingly aware of this in the same way that, you know, New Zealanders are, like, passingly um, related to the Romans, but, you know, they don't see any... See, that It's not a thing that they teach anymore or that they know anything about. Yeah. So they listen to this with some some variation of hostility and respect, depending on who you're talking to. Cool. That's me. Cool. Okay. All right. So, so we've got a lot of different angles of the argument there. Are they rebutting with anything? Yeah, I think it's probably their turn to talk. Yeah. Um, and then diplomacy. Uh, in fact, um, watchful eyes will stand up the the Jokar of the Hawk Clan, the Shirikiri Kwa, uh, and she gives you a slow, deep nod, and says to you, we hear your words and your wisdoms. They are received here. We will speak amongst ourselves and consider this, and consider these wisdoms. And she will then sort of gesture to the um, uh, door of the tent for you guys to step out so they can talk amongst themselves. Um, I think they they would ask you some fairly basic questions, but that's just kind of establishing what you as players already established. Like, you're sort of talking about giving them land, and they're effectively asking, okay, you know, what does that actually look like? How can we trust the Cinderlander? Blah, 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 blah. But we've already covered most of this, so I'm not going to back yeah. and forth it in dialogue. So we discuss things a little bit to answer their questions, and then I think we step out of the tent to let them confer. Yep, and they start Mm -hmm. talking to each other in Shawante almost before you have left the tent. Mm. Uh, And there are roles that can be made here uh, for humans who are capable of doing so, um, i.e. anyone who can actually speak Shawante, because otherwise what you hear is they talk in Shawante, which is largely meaningless to you. Yeah. Um, it is a perception check at a string of difficulties depending on how quiet the person you are listening to is. So you'll either get a third of the conversation, two thirds of the conversation, three thirds, or none of it. Can elves also roll? Uh, you said humans. Yes, 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 they can. But, but Meredith loses XP. Mm. I got an eight. <laughs> I rolled below average. I rolled below average too. Aw, shush. You and your 20 perception. Okay, so... Um, Silva, you only hear the very odd raised word, which is mostly shamak. <laughs> yeah, he's not surprised. Um, Alagos, uh, you hear, let's see, that's... Uh, two thirds of the conversation, 
The one you do not hear who speaks very quietly is Ghost in Shadows of the, of the Wolf Clan. Gosh, what a surprise. Yep. Ghost in Shadow is hard to hear. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they, they literally get their names from the things what they are good at, so yeah. or things they are known for. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you hear is sort of two-thirds of a conversation and uh, some some of what... You know, Ghost in Shadows says something very quietly, and Jekka says something loud, more loudly in response to that, and that sort of thing. Um, they are debating a bunch of points, um, one of which is how good your word is on any of this giving them land type stuff if um, Casavon is active in the city. Uh, so you guys have not told them that he's running around in the Queen. No, um, very specifically. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> but they are concerned that Casavon will invariably end up killing the Queen as part of whatever it is that he's doing, which is pretty logical. It's anyway. not far from the truth. Um, you know, and, and if they make a deal with you, will it last? That sort of thing. Um, Do they know that we've been through the the, the, the harrowing? Yes. Yes, Okay. They are familiar with everything you have done that has garnered you respect here. Because Thousand Bones has actively made it known. Mm-hmm. Um, that you have passed the trial of the totem, that you have um, recreated Amalia's legend and dived into Cindermore, that you have bought them the We, we took down that pack of wolves. Etc, etc. Um, <laughs> so, where was I here? Um, yeah. There is some there is some discussion um, between Jekka and Watchful Eyes about whether or not there are any Shamek tricks happening here, whether that is Amalia's body, whether you actually dove into Cindermore, or whether that's just something that you faked or used illusions for because you know they have heard that some of you are illusionists and that sort of thing. <laughs> um, Absolutely not, Jack. <laughs> but ultimately, not totally, Jack. But I don't think they appreciate how difficult it would be to construct an illusion of a giant worm and a guy grinding into a giant worm. Ultimately, the conversation seems to, in that regard, seems to bear to well. Thousand Bones believes them. Who are we to gain say a truth speaker? He will know better than I than us. We should listen to his wisdom on this. Hard to argue with. Oh, if only politics could be this easy. As to the rest of what they are saying, that depends now on your diplomacy check. Okay. So I'm the driver, am I? Yep. And just to um, let you know what you are doing here, so Silver's yeah. rolling primary, everyone else is rolling assists if they choose. You can make this worse. Um, and yeah. you are running against a bunch of stacked difficulties here. Crojan eats what he kills, you pass automatically, no matter what you produce here. The rest of them are stacked difficulties, and what those difficulties are depends on how much respect you have, basically. The difficulty DC is going down based on how much respect you have over certain points. Uh, so it's a single diplomacy check, but it's entirely possible to, say, convince one clan with it and not the other. So yeah. shall we just let... Yep. Yep. So shall yeah, we let... Shall we let Susan roll first and then the rest of us? Yeah. yeah. No pressure. I just got to roll good. <laughs> All right. Ready? And 23. Uh, nice. Karen uh, next. 
Throw out a 14, that's better than, better than average. Oh, so that's an assist. Yep, so 24. I rolled a 14, yeah. Ooh, go Lucy. Oh, nice. 30 or 12, look. 1, 2, 3, yeah. so that's 29. And hey, just makes it. Yes. Me. So 23 plus 8 is 31. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. My roll excessively poorly, but fortunately I have enough disclosure to cover the water shield. I yeah, would. like you only needed to get a 10 and you got an 11, so you did, you did more than you needed. Yeah. She's an illusionist. She may not actually be here. So, what could it all mean? I mean, we've worked pretty damn hard on getting our picked up. Yeah. But it may be a bridge too hard with the wolf clan. I mean, they really, really hate your mech. Uh, from what Elagos can hear, it's sounding... Watchful Eyes seems very... The Hawk clan seem very convinced of this. They have a reasonably good relationship with outsiders anyway. Um, so she would be one of the easier ones to convince. The moon Jekka Smokeskin of the Moon Clan is less convinced, but you do beat her DC, and nice. you do not know if you have convinced Ghost in Shadows or not because you cannot hear his because side of it. Inaudible. <laughs> um, is it worth spending a fate point to improve our diplomacy role or our hearing? Probably um, diplomacy role. Yeah, I think um, your hearing. How, how bad was the hearing? Um, your hearing's hearing... pretty well been and gone at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. So it'd be the diplomacy role. Yeah. Um. Uh, how many? Fifty-five percent chance. Yeah, fifty-five percent chance of getting a higher roll. I wouldn't recommend re-rolling the original number. I'd recommend rolling a d6 to add to it. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. Um typically it could oh yeah, it, it could get me to uh a more max or at least a nineteen or something. Because uh, what I roll, I rolled a yeah. I, I'd say get the D. I rolled a fourteen, so it, I you could get D6. up to twenty, which will be my max. Yeah. No, you rolled a nine, Susan. Yeah. No, no. No, no, I rolled fourteen, and I got a twenty-three in total. No, you rolled a nine, and then you added... You rolled a nine. Yeah, one of the brackets is your... Yeah. 14 is oh, your... Oh, okay. I rolled a nine. Oh, yeah. well, I can definitely do better than that, then. Okay. Well, I'll use the marriage anyway. Yep. So you use um, a D6. And that's a plus D6, is it? Yep. Yep. So just roll a D6 from the roll, roll a dice thing. You just click on D6 in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's still post. It may be enough to put us over. So we're going to three now. Yep. Jack of Smokeskin. And you're going to write down you spit that card. Jack of Smokeskin seems less weary of it. As in you are doing better with her now because your role is higher, if that was not clear. Okay. Cool. Um... We could oh, we could put another fate fate card in if you want, or just keep going with that. Let's roll on at this point. Okay. D and D. Let's roll on. Cool. So when you return into the tent, um, the three of them 
Well, the three of them basically discuss this for uh, several tens of minutes while you wait outside, then call you back in again. Um, um, the three of them, well, the four of them, in fact, because Crojan is in there as well. Um, I'm sure it doesn't surprise you with the perception checks to know that Crojan is on your side because you already know this. Um, you enter and there are nods around and Crojan folds his arms in. We have heard your wisdom of war and your wisdom of peace. We have heard your offers. Although there is some debate as to how much power you have or will have when this is all said and done to enforce them. And he mutters something foul under his breath about the Cinderlander in particular. (laughs) (laughs) But the Jothkar have listened. We will bear our words of wisdom on this matter back to our people. We cannot say that all will listen to our wisdoms. For the Shuante are not ruled by a tyrant or a monarch as you are. Each warrior must make his own decision for what is best. What will bring the greatest life to the Shuante people. What it is that the way calls for us to act upon here. But your wisdom has been heard and it has been noted and he nods very solemnly at you. We give you our words that we will pass our wisdoms, that we will pass our wisdoms on to our people. Let our voices be heard. Uh, what was the And he will pull a knife out and cut his palm, as does Ghost in Shadows, Jekka Smokeskin, and Watchful Eyes. And they put their four hands together and nod together. Iraq divit vindak squaw. By blood it is sworn. And nod to you. So, uh, what is happening there is, um, Crojans pass, endearing to pass you a not particularly coded message that says, ultimately they do not speak for any given Shawante. All they can do is tell them what they think the best thing is and they will probably be listened to. But that doesn't immediately mean that every Shawante is magically now at peace with, with Corvosa kind of thing. That's okay, but does he, does he convey that we've convinced all of them to some degree? Like, um, do I need to do a sense motive? Uh, pause. Uh, Let the GM talk for a bit and then... Okay, in terms cool. In terms of what you are actually accomplishing here... Um, this check goes directly along with the respect points that you earn throughout the adventure onto what happens with the Shawante next, whether they go to war with Corvosa or not. If so, how bad that war is or not. Uh, what Thousand Bones is, uh, sorry, what Crojan is telling you is, you know, there's always the chance that half a dozen angry Shawante will show up at the walls, but that's a very different thing from an entire war party. Hmm. Um, hmm. So that is, yeah, 
So meta-wise, you are not garnering respect from this decision. You are using your respect to make this decision, and then you are getting, you will be effectively getting more or less Shawante help from this later on in the adventure. Does that make sense? Okay, does make sense. I can we're be in a more much better like position it. than we were before, that's for sure. Yes. And I don't really see this as um, uh, being a peace treaty with Jaunte, even if we had convinced them, because we're not in a position to keep up our end of the bargain. Well, we've kept up with one end of the bargain with the, with the Cinderlander. Yeah, you also yeah, are somewhat. Iliosa has tasked you as ambassadors here. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's sort of, I see this as being the potential for a future peace treaty when we, when we hold up our end of the bargain. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of those things where your, your power to make arrangements extends about as far as Iliosa will let you because if you go back to her and say, yeah, good news, we sold the store, all of us have to move out of Corvosa and move back to Chaliax, that's the deal we made, she'll just say, no, fuck off, I'm not honouring that. <laughs> Whereas, you know, something in between that, she might, but, yeah. But, yeah, we, we haven't made any actual, like, deals here. We just basically said that, um, you know, after Casabon's defeated... <laughs> Then we'll talk. Oh, oh, there's the Chilaxian. Yeah, we, we promised you land, but... We'll, we'll see to it that the Chante are provided by land. You may not you may not have made any... Provided with land. You may not have made any deals, but I have. Provided that we live and defeat Casavon, Ilios will That's something, you put that condition. There is that condition. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, if we die, then there isn't going to be between the shore exactly. and Exactly. So yeah. that's, that's, that's what... But, but my point is, if we do Who's doing all this doodling? Susan. <laughs> you really need to ask? See, I don't know that. I'm just guessing, but... <laughs> okay. And so there are nods all round. Um... And they have basically given you their blood oath. They're going to pass this along. So if they all die in the next ten minutes, you've got a different problem. But other than that, when they return from Amalia's funeral, they're going to pass this on to their people, along with their own recommendations for what we do, what they do or not. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Scene wipe. I think. Yay. Ooh. And at this point, we go on to Amalia Eyes of Flame's actual funeral? Uh, depends yeah. on if you want to jump to that or not. You still have another day in the intervening. Oh, okay. Yeah, we may want to track down that revenant now that we've done the... Yeah, okay, that's fine. We've done the thing that I wanted to accomplish, so we can decide if we want to have... Um, uh, if we want to get fate, if we want to concede and get fate points or if we want to try and track the revenant down, but I'm happy with either. Yeah, I don't like the idea of having an undead wandering around a funeral, so, you know, in my emotions. Well, you listened to me and did the Shorte thing first, and I appreciate it, and I'm prepared to go track, hopefully if you're not going to do it solo, I'm prepared to at least endeavor to track a revenant down, but it's, what we do is, um, if we do the concession, then when we try and track him down, he's gone. It's not that we have to give up on tracking him down, but when we try and track him down, he's gone. 
Well, all I ask is we try. <laughs> so, as out of character for a moment, as players, do we want to get a bunch of fate points, or do we want to try and kill this thing now? Is that what the option is, is kill it now or kill it later? Well, yeah, I mean, this won't be... I doubt Jared's put Varric Vankaski in this looking around in the background so nothing dramatic can happen. But... And still we want to get fake points and have the thing, dramatic thing happen at a later time and he's gone away now that he's detected that we're onto him. Or do we want to just try and kill him off? My vote's kill him off. I'm happy with either. Yeah, same. Um, but it would be in character for Karen to want to go and track it down, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think we've had enough of them, really. <laughs> Oh, Garen's been a great help. Yes, 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 but as a concession, it's we attempt to do this and we do not succeed because external reasons. Um, I um, I don't really mind if we accept Fightful until we head out and fight him, but I'd really like to do this funeral. That's the thing I was really psyched for for this session. Cool. And if we go fight him now, then that's going to be the rest of the night. Is that the case, Jared? Are we going to miss the funeral if we go fight this thing? No. Uh, you're not going to miss the funeral, but in terms of what you get done tonight okay. uh, at this at this game session. So, can I propose we um, stick around for the funeral? Stick around for the funeral, then endeavour to track him down. Yep. Okay. So I will drive again as the GM. I think I have heard the yep. answer I'm looking for. Um, so. The next day, Elagos, um, you have your detect scrying up again, and you get the same thing. Somebody is trying to scry on you. You make the same check again. You get the same result. It's the Revenant. He's over, not in exactly the same um, same place to a single degree, but more or less the same place that he was. Um, and yet... As you go out to see if you can do anything about this, you see the Shawante are all pulling up, pulling into their tents and that sort of thing, because there is a colossal ember storm on the way. Oh, shit. A gigantic tornado full of burning ash, fundamentally. How does the Shawante deal with that? Do they have, like... They stay in their tents. Yeah, they hunker. (laughs) Yeah, but does does the, the tents protect them from it? Yeah, to a pretty large extent. Okay. But basically, it looks like there is going to be an ember storm, not of uncanny, not not of uncanny strength, but of a long duration. You were looking at several several hours worth here, and of course, that's basically your day as everybody hunkers down to get out of the ember storm and gets a fate point. Yay! Yay. So that's a that's a card. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, you're quite right, sweetheart. It's a, a hero card, not a fate point. And yes, then of course the scrying ends and you are no longer sure when the storm has cleared out if he is still there or not, or if he has moved off elsewhere. And thus we come to what is 
functionally day four in the Shawante camp, the funeral itself. So we may want to look at the Discord so we can have funeral thoughts rather than silly birthdays, right? I don't know. I thought that was a nice little party. All of everyone, everyone having balloons and I actually dignity. And he's quite pretty. I'm not certain Ellie lost his son. I can solve this. Force the players onto another page. I think it's still there, Susan. It's just we have something serious to look at for the funeral. Yeah. Okay. Time to look at our corkboard. And so the fourth day dawns, and everybody's pretty much got the protocol here. When the very when the very first rays of dawn break, everyone is awake, um, and show the skull choir will have ensured that you have been given. Um, spare what things of their wraps of spirit, these basically sort of vaguely mummy-esque bandages that you sort of wear all around yourself so everyone's moving around in sort of heavy robes and that sort of thing. Um, I explained this last week, didn't I? That you were yep. doing yeah, it so yeah. well. Like Mostly, her, yeah. And yeah, this is, this is not a time for um, games or song or debate or anything here. It's a time for slow and serious contemplation at this point in the funeral and basically what happens is people just sort of mull around the camp for several slow hours. Um, they are eating what you would call a feast, albeit a very somber one. Um, people are loading up the pyre uh, pretty much everyone contributes to this, brings sort of a ceremonial armload of something to put on the pyre. Uh, it, in a normal place, this would be wood. Here, it's some wood and then some other bits of scrub and brush and stuff that will burn. And people, you know, build the pyre up. Amalia's body is bought out. It is placed on top. It is soaked in oil. And then you've basically got a standing platform next to this big-ass bonfire where people get up and speak one by one. Um, and there are, at this point, probably 150 to 200 sh- various Shawante here. About 100 of the Skull Choir and 100 more of the people that have come in um, from the other clans and from the war camp. And I think, all things considered, Thousand Bones will get up and speak first. But because I don't want to um, top what the players are doing, I will just give him generically rather than do a big speech. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Thousand Bones stands up and speaks of how a legend is returned to us, that Amalia Eyes of Flame, a legend of our people thought lost to us, has finally her body has finally been found so that we may reunite her spirit with Father Sky, send her smoke onwards to the horizon. Um that we have all made ourselves as one with Amalia. There are no clans here. There are only the spirits. There is only the way. There are only the Shawante. That we will all walk together with her, etc., etc. And he speaks about Amalia's accomplishments in life. He speaks about um, 
what he speaks about the way and the strength of the Shawante to endure where they are in life. Uh, he makes a point, he makes a very strong point of speaking about the Shamek, who have heroically brought Amalia's body back in, which mostly gets nods and a few mutters. And then he says, and now I invite any others who knew of Amalia, who knew, I, I invite any others who knew Amalia, he says, and his eyes glance briefly over Alagos, because normally there would be several people who knew her, but not under these circumstances, and then, um, or wish to speak, or wish to speak of her. Now is the time for your wisdoms to be heard, and he will step down and basically open up the stage to any other Shawante PCs or both who want to get up and speak. All clear? Yep. Go. Cool. Yep. Floor is you guys's. So, um, Alagos is like dressed in the wraps like everybody else. Um, but over the top, he's kind of got a scarf and mantle, both quite simple. Um, but in the colors of, um, Phrasma. Yeah. And the theory is at this point, when you're getting up to speak, you're allowed to ID yourself and disrobe or pull your headpiece back or whatever so that you can be seen to be I am Alagos speaking of her or whatever if you desire. Yeah. Um, Alagos does the opposite. Um, Fair. He basically puts the hood of the mantle up. So he's speaking as a Phrasman cleric. Um, cause I kind of assume based on the drawings I've seen of Perasmin clerics that they often had their, their hood up and their, in the, like, like Archbishop de Bear is very like, the hood is a really important, um, symbol of Perasma. Yeah, I think they've got a very classic robed priest thing going on. Yeah, so. And then he, yeah, had a closer story. Kelgrish Terenz. All souls pass through the flame, from nature hence to eternity on a spiral of smoke. This mortal incense, the cinders of eyes aflame, who again stood wrathful Cindermore and Kazavon the four cursed. She, who shone a light in the murkness, shines briefly forth again for us. Never was she recreant till she chose, steadfast, the manner of her own death. Father Sky blazes forth the deaths of those faithful who encounter Lady Fate as a lover, and fear not her swift embrace. Amalia, for such her gadlings called her, did not think much of this Shemek, who prized ink and paper over the wisdom of the wind and the voice of the sky. <laughs> Yet she was ever gladsome, galliard upon any emprise, ahead of the fjord, and well-loved by all. If Sarenthal was the founderment of the Allied Palatine, Mandravius its orchid champion, Kynig Ornag, that high-hearted lord of Cuniard and War, its Jothkar, and fair Lady Zidane, its sweet-tempered counsellor, then Amalia was the flam, the torch who burns when thrust forth, it comforts all who gather round its warm Kalna. 
Through simple clothes, small vices may appear. Robes and furred gowns hide all. Plate sin with gold, and even the strong lance of justice may hurtless break. There are those who are ever ready to praise the flowers of magnificence, careless of the normal guilery their leafsome perfume hides. Amalia's garments were simple, and her actions just. Sooth-giver and soothseer, she cared not for courtiers and their grist-baiting blandishments. Amalia was sooth, and sooth was Amalia. Time is the justicar who examines all offenders and has long passed its sentence upon Casavon, his paeons, and the many who served his dire cause with no weapon but indifference. Thyself examine, swaddled as thou art in mourning, for as thou urgest justice upon others, be assured that justice shall be given to thee. Sithen, good friends, the canker of injustice lasts not beyond the grave. Ferik Niklet Forenk Schwanz. Love is a smoke with a fume of sighs. It looks not with the eyes, but with the mind. No legacy is so rich as the truth. So today, put words to thine sorrows, for grief that does not speak knits up o'er the heart and bids it break. Be blessed by Ferasma, grave lady of the sepulchres, Tanak Val Ayan. And he bows his head solemnly for a minute or so and then steps off the platform. And there are a wide array of nods at this, and Tarnak Valian muttered back again, by the way, guys. Mm-hmm. Yay, Elios! Yep. Yay, that was great! <laughs> if, I, if I ever need someone to do a Queen's speech, I'll call you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was getting, it was getting, it was getting very Queen's Christmas speech halfway through. <laughs> it was like, I can hear it's going that way and I just can't stop it. <laughs> That was amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. No one does grave and pompous like Elagos. <laughs> Getting my Anglican on. <laughs> Your Anglican on. <laughs> yep. Just showing my showing my religious upbringing there. <laughs> Okay. That's me. And I I suspect because it's kind of a solemn thing, you don't get or would expect a lot of, like, applause back. You just get a lot of very solemn nods and quiet yeah. appreciation. Yeah. Okay. Anyone else? Don't feel that people have to. Uh, Karen can do a quick one. Yeah. Uh, so... Karen steps up, says, Amalia, eyes of flame, I did not know you in life, but I have seen the lives that you have saved. I have seen, I have heard of your wisdom of war. 
in your battle against Kasavan. I've heard of your wisdom of peace and how you doubt with Shemek. I may not have known you, but I can respect the path you talk. And at this point, he takes off, he, he lowers the, um, the spirit dressing, so his face is revealed. In the Dwarven clans, when a member of our family dies, the males of the family give a piece of their beard to the funeral pyre as a sign of respect. And at this point, he cuts off the tip of his beard, puts it on the pyre, and then he goes, Ah, lass, I did not know you, but I can respect you. And certainly guide you to the sky. Then he take, puts up, up his uh, spirit dressings and leaves the stage. I like the beard. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Well done. Thank you. Got something if everyone else is done. Yep. Um, does Lucy or Jack want to do anything? No, Lucy doesn't like funerals. No. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much well. either, but I, I, I wanted to do something. Get a huge cup of eloquence on the speech and um, go and cover the points that I want to cover. So, yeah. so what Jack says something, but pretty much it is covered with the well, other ones? Jack doesn't say anything. Okay. Okay. So, Silver will go up. Um, Silver is still in his grey hair, rather, well, not grey hair, his silver hair rather than something more exciting. Um, and he goes onto the stage... He doesn't have, well, he takes his wraps off before he goes onto the stage. This day we remember Amala Isafame, the woman she was and the ultimate sacrifice to protect us from having to fight the same war as she. When we went through the harrowing a month ago, Amala personally spoke to us and told a first-person account of the battle at the castle Scarwall. The details of her history is lost to many, so let me sing in her own voice a dedication of her struggle in the battle to protect her people. Um, Silver at that, at that point will cast Alter Self on himself to look like Amala. Um, he'll summon a thundercloud with his totem spear and he's going to cast a spell to make special effects. Um, the song I'm about to play is pre-recorded because I knew I was going to freak out doing this and this is a really hard song to sing. So apologies to the original singer, and this would be a snippet of what the full song would be. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, I don't know how I don't know how loud this is going to be. Sorry. I've got it up. If you want me to run it, Susan, or you can. Um, oh, okay. Well, if you want to run it, you can run it. Either or, as long as only one of us is doing it at a time, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> you you can run it because Lavina's put her paw right in front of the speaker. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean, baby. So Susan, sw- <laughs> so, Susan, sorry. Silver swings his totem spear over his head, calls thunder, and begins to sing. 
It was a trip, Skywalk, and as you saw it, it turned and twisted against you. It was dark, and Elmin fought, but it was not the triumph we had planned for. He swept us away, piles of men grew far too tall. I stood beside my team, we would stand against it all. But there's a side to you that we never knew, never knew all the things you did. They turned you into something new. And all the deals you did so you'd always win, always win. But I set fire to kiss Vaughn, watch him burn as I raised his face. Let him burn while I cried cause I knew he'd be back again someday. I set fire to kiss Vaughn, screamed as I begged his soul just to move on. As he fell, I stood alone cause I knew it had to be the last time, the last time, oh, let him burn, ooh, let him burn. Um, yeah, so he, he sings that. Um, at the end of it, he says, May her soul find rest in Phrasma's arms and her ashes return to... Oh, God. Phrasma? Um, what's the song God called? Saren Ray. Saren Ray. Um, and her ashes return to Saren Ray where she belongs. Thank you. And at that, um, a thousand bones and several... Other Shawante will step forward and um, place basically torches to pyre, and Amalia's gigantic pyre begins to slowly burn, and one by one people move past, basically just rip off a piece, small piece of their wrap and throw it in the flame. You're sort of rotating through 200 people doing this. Okay. And what would a funeral be without drama? Oh no. So, at this point, everybody gets one of those famous perception checks. Uh, at a difficulty of 21. Save us, Alicos. You're our only hope. <laughs> Alright, and we can have the birthday picture now, but back now that we're fighting. I just thought it would be a bad fit for the um, speech. Okay, <laughs> almost bad. I literally can't make this check. <laughs> well, let's roll it anyway. <laughs> Ooh, that's Ooh. not bad, Garen. Yeah, but I was right. Elagos saves the party again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, even when I roll a two, you rolled a two. 
Unprofessional. Sorry, I saw the letter P and I was like, oh, obviously that's perception. That's <laughs> categories. Exactly the right direction at exactly the right time. Yeah, I, I clear. You net twenty did, and Elagos rolled a two, and he got one better than you. Okay. So I've got that. Uh, I'm also going to call for a heal check from anyone that thinks they can do anything decent in it. I mean, we can do it untrained. Yeah, but he said decent. Hey, I just got a natural 20 just before. <laughs> oh, 18. 18. Wow, you're on fire tonight. Well, I'm using up all my good rolls, you know. <laughs> and everyone, whether they want to or not, can give me a fortitude save versus poison. Hey, oh. One of my favourites. Okay, remember to add two to my roll. Not everyone has a right. Twenty-five! And then I will dictate what's happening here once that all rolls in. Oops. One natural twenty again? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Very well, Susan. What the fuck? Why didn't I get this earlier on when I was doing the diplomacy check? I needed it. Hey, so don't com- don't complain when you get it. <laughs> Just accept the diplomacy check. <laughs> like you know, it's it's all fine. Okay. Why is Jacqueline doing initiative? Because I'm dim. A <laughs> fortitude save, aren't we? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's because I'd rather roll initiative than roll a fortitude save. <laughs> Oh, just wow, you're wrong. Net 20. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Did I just net 20 then? Yeah. yeah. You're 30. <laughs> okay. Just remember to add two to my fortitude, Jared, yeah, because of my... Um, that's fine. You're passing your pass well, me. Is, so. your, is your fortitude not high enough, Garen? No, no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> it's 23. It's <laughs> higher. <laughs> Look, I have dwarven racial bonuses, so I'm damn well going to use them. <laughs> One of these days, you're going to get hit by something, and it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, I'm going to that word of fortitude save and just get disintegrated. <laughs> okay. So, Only 12. Shit. Damn. Um, so what is happening here? I will now describe the scene. Shawante are going past one by one, sort of tearing a small piece off their wrap. Um, putting it in the flames, then pulling their wraps back and starting to move off in a somber fashion. The procession is slowly going through. You guys are, you know, probably somewhere up, having done it in the beginning. Um, when a couple of things start to happen, one thing, um, Jack, Silver, Garen, and Alagos all just feel... Slightly under the weather, maybe it's the heat, maybe it's the aftermath of that ember storm, maybe it's the, some, maybe it's something in the food, maybe it's the pressure and nerves of the situation, but you're, you're just feeling, you know, a little greebly. Um, 
Lucy and Elagos are feeling substantively worse. Like, their guts are churning and their body feels slow and sick, as if you have contracted some sort of illness, but Elagos thinks, no, not an illness, it's come on too suddenly, it's poison. And the two of you take 21 hit points of damage from poison. 21? Yep. Ouch. Jeez. Poison. It's killing. (laughs) Um, Moreover, Elagos and Silver can also see that several of the... And when I say several, I mean lots of the Shawante are kind of looking the same way. Uh, They don't look like they've had the same dosage as you. They are looking sick rather than in horrible danger of immediately bleeding out from the ears and dying kind of thing. Um, But it looks like there might have been something in the feast... And as Elagos looks round at this, he and Silver notice several Shawante who are not, who are not looking kind of queasy or lying down or sitting down or wiping their sweat off their foreheads or something. There are, at that point, at that perception check, you can at least make out three different figures moving in and out and around the Shawante who look like Shawante and they're rats of spirit and have their dark weather-beaten skin and that sort of thing, but there's just the slightest glint of steel from underneath their wraps, like a saw. Oh, like an assassin. Oh, like the red mantis are back again. Mm. Wow. So they tried to poison all the Shawante. To get to us. Uh, yeah. And, and they're uh, ruining this nice funeral. Ugh. Elagos, Elagos yeah. and Silver, uh, as the people that cue that something is wrong here early, um, you basically at that point look around, make the perception check again, succeed better at this point. Um, you can see that there are shadows in the sky flying towards the camp. Ashwing gargoyles, you think. Uh, and you two basically have a round here to do as you please with this, and then other stuff is going to happen, and then we'll go from there. Well, I'm going to use my uh, one round to cast Neutralized Poison on Lucy. Sure. Oh, thank you. Does that undo what's happened to her, or just stop her getting worse? Oh, I can get the exact text for you. Hold on. I can probably look it up. I have the technology. No, I've got it right here. Fortunately, I didn't redo my spell list. Okay. Uh, You detoxify any sort of venom in the creature or object touched. A poison creature suffers no additional effects from the poison, and any temporary effects are ended. Um, but the spell does not reverse the instantaneous effects such as hit point damage, temporary ability damage, or effects that don't go away on their own. The creature is immune to any poison it's exposed to during the duration of the spell, blah, 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 blah. Yep, yep, cool, cool. 
Okay, Excellent. So, Thank you. Uh, give so it, he's no longer poisoned. Yep. Uh, at which point, uh, Lucy, you can go back up nine hit points because the second round of that, the, se- the second D12 okay. of that is the next round, effectively. I'm just being too yep. efficient and not prepared for allegossing. <laughs> nice. Done. Uh, and Silver, you also made the perception check and have a round to do as you please with here. Okay, um, so can I, um, is it possible to cast Glitter Dust on the ones that I know are uh, assassins? Sure. Are you worried about blinding any Shawante as well? Oh, oh, like, um, I'm mostly concerned about about making the, the the assassins seen and not disappearing yeah. into into nothingness, becoming so invisible. Not, but I believe they're not hiding; they're in disguise at the moment. Yeah, but they can go invisible. Correct. Yes. Yes. So I'm stopping that because because I can. Um, Susan, before you do that, it's an area effect. Yeah. So we'll hit a bunch of the Shantae at the funeral. Um, Jared, what's your what's your thing on that? Do I need to make a, a luck check to see if I can I can find them in an area where there isn't any Shantae? So, behold a map. Ooh. Uh, I, you guys are not where you are. I've just arbitrarily dumped you on the map at this point. Yeah. Um, but There's that's, a big map. This is a big-ass map. This is Amalia's... This is going to be a big-ass thing. Yeah. That's Amalia's giant pyre in the middle, obviously, and tents around and that sort of thing. Um, so, at this stage, you've basically just got a string of people filing past the pyre, throwing cloth into it, um, and the assassins are moving around this group. So, yes, you are welcome to try it, but you are very likely to hit a, a couple of random Shawante, which, in all fairness, is only going to blind them temporarily and make them stop being invisible, so it's not that big an issue to them. On the other hand, you are Shemek and you're blinding Shawante. So. Yeah, keep in mind the first thing they see of it is Silver goes, aha, and starts blinding people. After they poisoned. <laughs> uh, okay, um, would Tarsha's hideous laughter stop them from being able to... Oh, actually, no, I can counter song. I'm not sure what I can do, that's all. Cool. You ponder. Um, and then... The next round comes. Uh, Elagos technically then takes the other half of his poisoning, although um, you've probably got the opportunity to do... No, no, that's right. You get poisoned first, then other things happen. Cool, so Elagos, you take the other half of your poisoning, which I've already done to you. Um, Beedly, 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 bee. Uh, The shapes on the horizon begin to move closer... And then there is a very obvious disturbance that everyone notices as a big illusory face appears in the sky looking down on the camp. It is very obviously an illusion. Um, and let me just see if I can 
dump this on the thing. Deedly, 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 Where's the thing? Where's it? Oh, she's big. Well, very big. Yes, it's a giant illusory face in the sky. I'm just showing you what the picture looks like. Um, Is that the leader of the Red Mantos? A face, a face appears in the sky of a an attractive woman with strawberry hair, and she speaks out in a loud voice that just sort of booms out across the camp. She says, People of the Quas... There are criminals and murderers amongst you, those who have drawn the wrath of the Red Mantis. Our battle here is with the outsiders only. Your feast has been poisoned to assure your compliance, but stand aside and an antidote will be provided. This is not your fight. Do not die for Corvosans, for Shamek. You know they would not do so for you. And... Then there is a pause as the Shawante look at this and several of them start to... Shawante do not really panic, per se, but they start to worry and move around animatedly and scatter a bit. Several begin to look woozy as they start to stagger a bit as the effects of the poison are kicking in on them. And at this point, your respectometer comes up to see whether they will help you or whether they will just abandon you to this fate. And this is a really good time to have respect because there are a lot of Ashwing gargoyles coming in. (laughs) And you see the other three clans sort of begin to look concerned and move off away from you, setting off a very conspicuous message. Um, Thousand Bones looks at the sky stares at this for a moment and looks to Crojan Crojan looks back at him the two of them seem to pass some sort of wordless communication and then Crojan yanks out his earth shaker and shouts bellowingly at the top of his lungs Skullqua! Terathnor! Kuranda! Terran! Daya! Screams something in Shawante at the top of his lungs. Skullqua, Sun Clan! Defend our cousins! (laughs) (laughs) And the Sun Clan begin to draw their weapons as a huge pile of gargoyles begin to fly in, and we suddenly go to cataclysmic fucking chaos. My favorite kind. As now a grandiose battle begins. Nice. So, I will lay out what's happening here. Um, at this, Thank you. At this point, I will actually lay out a map. Um, Elagos and Silver will put it on initiative. Elagos and Silver then get what's functionally a surprise round on everyone. Um but I'll, you know, put things in and let you see where things are and what's happening there and that sort of thing. Um, and this is going to be a big-ass fight with a big pile of Red Mantis coming in. Uh, what Elagos and Silver can see is there are Ashwing gargoyles flying in who are holding people in their claws below them. 
these guys are not in disguise or pretending to be Shawante or anything. These are actively assassins. Oh god, they've got parachute troopers. armor. <laughs> um, they also appear to be bringing in a bunch of giant red mantises, like the actual praying mantis creature. Yeah, we want the summon creatures that we saw before. Um... And what you will see is the Skullquire draw weapons and begin to fight. Some of them are incapacitated by the poison and unable to participate. Many of them are not. And at this point, things just break down into a gigantic cacophony. And what this would effectively be if I was running it round by round would be a battle with with something in the neighborhood of 100 NPCs in it. But obviously I won't be doing that. Uh, what you'll be doing instead is off-screen the off-screen and off-map, the Skullquire are fighting a bunch of mantis creatures and assassins and gargoyles and that sort of thing. Um, specifically, what I have for you guys is I have this string of randomly rolled events, many of which are helpful to you, some of which are not, and those are effectively you guys play round by round, and then when we get to sort of the Crojan event, Crojan steps into the battlefield, does a thing, then leaves the battlefield again, so I'm not just running him and Thousand Bones and Nakota and etc. etc. every single round. Yep. Does that make nice. sense to people? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I have pre-rolled yeah. these in random. Pre-roll initiative? Hang uh, on, Jared's still talking, I think. Uh, no, no, I am... Just about done with that. If that conception makes sense to people, that's what's happening there. There is a grandiose battle royal around you. You guys only need to worry about what you can see on the map, per se. Uh, and I will... Bring your tokens-ish around the fire. And... So the Shawante have all scattered, so there is actually no Shawante in this area? He's just explained that, Susan. Yeah, yeah, I'm just making sure. And no, he said specifically that the other three clans move back and that the um, Skull Choir are fighting. Yes, but fighting off-screen, which I think answers... Yeah, what I mean specifically is we don't see any any Shawante on the screen. Can we assume that there is no Shawante there? Uh, so if we did an area effect, there isn't any Shawante in the way. In fact, can people see those random victim tokens that are on the map, the wounded-looking guy? Yep. Yeah. Those are active Shawante who are lying down, poisoned and sick on the battlefield and don't look uh. like they will be getting out of the way. So they are a problem for your area effects. Anything that isn't one of those tokens, you don't need to worry about. Okay. Uh, there are the three red mantis that you can see. And where are Cummins' gargoyles? On the horizon, uh, well, on the horizon, now flying in towards the camp, uh, no, no, do the thing, do the thing differently. One moment, one moment. So we're not going to attack by griffins, we're going to attack by guns. So, about a hundred foot away, um, Elgos, where you can see that gargoyle, you've just got a token sitting there to the right side, um, mm -hmm. There are eight gargoyles flying in. 
with mantises and assassins in their claws. And you have a round of actions, and then Silver has a round of actions, and then we go into regular initiative. I'm going to step back towards the others. Yep. And cast my second and last neutralized poison on myself. Cool. So otherwise I'm going to keep taking damage. Uh, and that's only oh. round two, so at which point you also negate the nine. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. Back, did I miss anything? Nope. You're about to have a turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It, it is also obvious to you, Elgos, that none of the random Shawante around look like they have been poisoned unto death. Nobody is going to die imminently here. So I'm taking 11 damage now instead of 20 or? Uh, 12 damage. The first one was a 12 and a 9. I'm back. Yep. Sorry, guys, lots of different things here. Yeah, cool. That's me. Oh, being a cleric. And then Silver. Uh, yeah, okay. There are eight gargoyles coming in with fiendish mantises and, um, fiendish mantises and assassins. I'll have to use assassins to separate them from mantises. Um, yeah. Who are flying in on the right hand side, sort of here. A hundred foot away at this point. And then there are the three red mantis that you can identify who are dressed up as Shimonte. Okay. Uh, what I might do is I might summon a thunder cloud and start shooting lightning. Sure. Nice. Okay, so that's a song, which is... Lightning shout, which I get eight times three d six. Yeah. Okay. So I'll make a roll. Where are you uh, throwing it? Roll. It, it, it is. I thought it was reflex safe for the assassins. Uh, it is, but I need to know where it's being targeted to pick a target. So I know yeah. who is rolling and their reflex safe. Um, I will pick. And you I'll know the from, one which is the one which is closest to me at the moment. You know from having tried this previously that the assassins are very quick on their feet and capable of evading these things. Okay, does it evade for damage or something? No, they evade for no damage. Oh, it's really it safe for half, but because you know they have evasion. Um, is glitter dust the same thing? No, glitter dust is an entirely separate spell that works in a completely different way. Okay, what I'll do is I'll cast Glitter Dust on um, the closest Mantis assassin to me. Sure. That's the one that's to the left of the fire. This fellow? Yeah. Glitter. And now shiny? Glitter coats him. He is now shiny. <laughs> Rainbow. Rainbow hollow. That one can now no longer go invisible. He is now shiny, and he will be... It's like Pokemon, where they change color when they're shiny? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now he's a blue-red man as a person. 
His CP will be really bad now. Right, and he makes his favorite will save. Fortitude save? Sorry, it's fortitude? My apologies. Um, I, I, I could be wrong. I thought Glitter Dust was fortitude to avoid being blinded. Okay. And I'll check. There is a spellbook thing in the um, information. He rolled a it's 24 a on his will and a 26 on his fortitude, so... Okay, he's not going to both of those. It's, it's, um, it's a real save. 15. Sorry, okay, sorry, everybody got that wrong. My bad. Yeah, it's a, it's a 15 DC, so they've passed it. Yep. Alright. Oh, jeez, they rolled a 19. And an 18. Oh, 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 oh. You don't okay. get to complain with the rolls you've been That's to stop them from going blind, though. They're still, they're still glittery. Correct. That is yeah. That yeah. There is now a Shawante guy there who is covered in glittering dust. Yeah. And oh, really? Is there? It, no, because they're disguised as Shawante, remember? He's Shawante. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, and then we enter regular human initiative again. Yay! <laughs> right, oh god, look at our initiatives. We're all low. <sighs> and Garen, you see these things coming in, you see, I imagine Elagos is, uh, Elagos and Silver are waving their arms and going, Assassins, Assassins. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And Garen's on a four initiative? Yep. A four so, initiative? I yeah. see him on eighteen at the top. Oh, I thought it I thought it Garen was no, on I see seventeen for Elagos. Okay. My is seventeen for Elagos. Nine 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 yeah. eight, eight six four. Cool. I've got some old yeah. ones sitting in mind then. Cool. So we start with Elagos, my apologies. Cool. Okay, so I've never cast this spell before. Um, I'm looking at casting an ice storm on the those who are flying in who haven't got here yet. A fine choice. Um, it's a 400 foot plus 40 feet per level range. Yep, which you are amply in. in. Uh, the area is um 20 foot radius, 40 feet high. Yep. Could I? All of them with that. Uh, let's see. I have a. a fireball here somewhere, I think. Come here, thing. I'm just pulling in things from other pages. Because my work, my my understanding of what you said is they aren't here yet. It's just the Correct. assassins, so that wouldn't hit any um, Shawante. Correct. Yeah. I've put a token on the map to vaguely indicate where they are, but they're just sort of nebulously <laughs> flying in from that direction. Yeah. Um, now the only flaw with that is that Ice Storm is a full round casting, like summons. Which means something. 
That you'll need that Elgoth will need to hold the spell for the whole of this round and then it goes off next round? Yeah, that's my understanding. Yes. Uh, if I'm one standard action. Sorry? My my D and D thing says casting time one standard action. Okay. What are you looking at? Uh that little spellbook app. Okay. For three point five. And it's definitely Ice Storm that you're looking at. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, I've got the same thing on an unrelated site. Okay, cool. Obviously, I've got the wrong one then. Easy done then. Boom! <laughs> okay, so Elagos casts his arms up and calls out to Phrasma and her guys as the Lady of Water. Yep. All these amazing things I didn't bother to take from my thing when I knew we were fighting a giant worm. <laughs> yeah, it turns out was, we didn't want to kill it, and we know that if we aim you at anything big, it dies. Yeah, because cause totally not attack Alagos, it's totally an attack Alagos. <laughs> uh, so, great magical hailstones pound down for one full round, dealing 36 points of bludgeoning damage and 26 points of cold damage to every creature in the area. A minus four penalty applies to each listen check made within the ice storm's effect. And all land movement within its area is at half speed. Yep. Um, there's no saving throw. Cool. So the listen check and the land movement is going to be largely irrelevant to them because they'll either drop or just keep flying through. However, yeah. that's going to hit a crap load of creatures because it's also going to hit all the things that they're carrying. <laughs> yeah. Did you hit 16 things with 5d6 damage? Uh, 3d6 damage. Yeah. 5d6. Oh, yeah, 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 3d6 damage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Magic damage too. You're welcome to roll it all together. It's going to make very little difference. They don't have. Oh hand. God! Could you please roll it for me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, certainly. You don't want to see me doing that one by one with the stupid app. Twenty-one points of damage to sixteen creatures. Oh God. Uh. No. It he, really is Gandalf and the Hobbit. He does not catch them all, he only catches six of them. Well, ah. six, six gargoyles plus six targets. So he only gets targets. Yep. And you'll just need to give me a moment here to um, put my gargoyles together. Fall from the sky. This is why you attack freaking wizards when they're sleeping. Oh, wait, Alagos is a elf. He doesn't sleep. Uh-huh. Well, maybe we're not prepared for fighting giant worms. <laughs> we'll fucking the dragons. Remember. Don't forget the dragon. <laughs> the GM is forced to separate his icons as the question of what, where they're all standing becomes abruptly <laughs> Oh, they're all in formation. Well, they're not flying in. Uh, good old fireball formation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. User's gonna have to give me a moment here. <laughs> there are many, many things upon this map. Each of those black, those dark colored circles are a gargoyle. Correct. Ouch, you got most of them. Yep. Yay. Yeah, but does it, how much of their hit points does it take down? Well, it's 21 damage, so it depends on their hit point total. Either way, that's still a massive amount of damage. That's yeah, because you're doing that to the mantis assassins too. All the mantises, depending on what we're dealing with, each gargoyle. 
Yeah, like like I say, you're gonna have to give me a minute to load here. Yeah. That is a hundred and sixty-two total damage. Yep. And With Lucy hasn't spell. even had it yet. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Mantis Assassins would very much like to make their reflex saves at this point, please. Can they make their reflex save while they're hanging from something? Uh, there's no save for Ice Storm anyway. Oh, God. It's it's lower damage than a fireball or whatever, but the upside is no save. <laughs> and it's all magic damage, so it affords the gargoyles as well. It's going to get old George R. R. Martin in here. <laughs> storm of ice and fire. Oh, so a firestorm is next. Excellent. Well, I'm assuming what that's what Yaren has in mind. <laughs> Pretty much, because there's a very fireball rich environment here. <laughs> Are they both carrying a praying mantis themselves? Oh my god. So many praying mantis. Okay. Jeez. And then, pause for loading. Is the mantis assassins cry. Okay, so. As Meredith does that thing on um, Knights of the Old Republic 2, where you do a mat crap ton of force lightning damage, and then the game just kind of grinds to a halt as it tries to work out what happens there. It feels more like, um, uh, what's that, um, oh, Dragon Age, where you cast a giant lightning storm into a room you, you're not in yet. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, then you just hang around outside the door. Lightning <laughs> storm, ice storm, storm, fire storm. Oh, that's most of the enemies dead. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have also got secret character sheets for these guys in Roll20 to make my life easier. That's handy. And the horn is... Are they resistant to cold? Nope. Cool. Uh. <laughs> oh, it's a bad day. Bad day, bad day, bad day. What? <laughs> He's making a Jackie Chan reference. Okay. So the good news for them is oh. nothing falls out of the sky wrecked to pieces. Um, the fiendish mantises look like they have several large hailstone-shaped holes punched through them. The gargoyles look pretty inconvenienced, and the red mantis and the assassins don't look terribly happy either. But nobody plummets immediately. Yeah. Well, they should be happy about that, because that was going to be some nasty falling damage. Yeah. Okay. And having seen this happen... They're all going to come after Eleanor. It's going to be exactly like Dragon Age. <laughs> now... But they're going to spread apart, so they don't get... What do other people see as the next thing in the initiative track? Uh, uh Nine? Uh, let's see if I can... It's a nine of gargoyles. 
has nine of gargoyles. Yeah, there's gargoyles with eight and gargoyles with nine. Yes, I've split them into two groups, so it's not everyone goes in one giant heap. And gargoyles with zero. Yeah, they shouldn't be there. The ones with the big praying mantises are the slower ones. Come on, you stupid romance assassin. Get out here. Take your feet on the ground. Okay, there we go. Should now be able to see the mantis assassins. On initiative. Okay, so. Yep. Seeing this yep. cacophony of ice engulf them, um, the mantis assassins simply reach up. You imagine that eyes are going wide, but behind those big bug marks you can't see. Um, they simply reach up, pull on the gargoyle's claws, and let go, and start plummeting to the ground instead. However, they fall really slowly. Like they all have, like they all have magical feather fall. They're going to go fight. It does seem logical if you're going to launch an aerial assault. <laughs> cool. And I can notate on them which ones are damaged and which ones are not. They will start... What's the green square? Uh, that was the direction that the gargoyles are coming in from. I don't know that I can actually get rid of it anymore. No, it's fine. Just leave it there. Concentrate on your assassins. Cool. So Red Mass's assassins drop and start scattering around the place. Hmm. Alrighty then. And that is Team Mantis, then it is Team Jack, then Lucy, then Silver, by my count. Uh, no, I've got Lucy Silver. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I obviously have old initiatives on here. I'll learn how to clear them off. That'll do. Okay, yeah. Lucy, then Silver, then Gargoyles, by my count. Come on, Lucy, my evocation friend. Yeah, um, question. Do you, um, do you think that I would have already cast, um, Mage Armor by any chance? Probably not, considering I'm in general. To be honest, no, so I wouldn't have. So this round, that's... that's my conclusion as well. I know it's going to be a boring first round and it'll let things, but I don't see any alternative. It's kind of important. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna... Move um, maybe away from the others so we don't get the area attacked. Um, I'm gonna go sort of thereish. Yes, I can go thereish, right? Um, and cast Beijam on myself. Yep. Because it's a bad word, just do the wild magic check anyway, just to see. <laughs> Oh, no, that might actually fail. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's a... Spell target silver. <laughs> First level spell. Um, yeah, that is a fail. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> what could it be? I burn. <laughs> okay, I think I have a my water magic chart here. I can dig up mine if you want. Thirty-seven. Seven is... <laughs> oh, Caster feels as though she has just eaten a delicious cake. 
Oh, I remember it was somebody's birthday. Mm. <laughs> so the face may be poison. But the particular poison... Good hand amazement. The particular yeah. poison mixed with Elagos's neutralized poison and Lucy's wild magic creates cake. <laughs> Baking is science for hungry people. Yay! <laughs> Yum. Okay, so what, what do you want to do here? As Lucy eats cake and arms um, up. <laughs> she made herself eat cake. Yeah. Be like you. That's correct. Like, what are you doing? Yep, I'm done now. What would you cast? Made armor. Made armor. Oh, okay, yep. Okay. <laughs> so, so Silver's, Silver's turn? Yep. Yes. Uh, Silver's gonna, now that we've seen that there's lots and lots of things to fight, Silver is gonna inspire courage. Cool. Yay! Uh, Yay! Do, that. do you add a plus two to everyone? Uh, I wonder if there is a smart this. Why Come on, team. We can do this. We made it through the the, epidemic, the pandemic and go well. The reality is reflecting what happened in the game. But yeah, anyway, I was thought that quite a few times over isolation. Yeah, it's like hmm, this feels a little bit like the black, the 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 the, the blood veil. Mentioned he's glad we weren't Tony up to that part when we did the when we were playing the game. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a bit too much. It would have been kind of a little bit freaky. No, I don't think there's a good way to do that. In- <laughs> That's okay. We can all just add plus two to our melee attack and damage. Yeah. yeah. So everyone, remember you're inspired. All right. You're inspired because you remember that we all, all, right. all teamed up and fought against different things, and it was inspiring. Two for media tech and two for damage. Yep. Yep. I believe it's also six, isn't it? Fear safe. Spire courage. Uh, improving attack combat abilities. Uh, morale bonus to saving throws against charm and fear effects. Morale bonus for attack and weapon damage. Yep. So you get a morale to, to charm and fear effects. Yep. Okay, and then it's some gargoyles. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. The gargoyles at this point, the four of them that are holding mantises descend, drop the mantises, and then head back again. They all fly over but remain up, up, up in the air, 50 foot up, and that is... All of Team Gargoyle followed by the other members of Team Gargoyle, so that's easy. So now it's Jack. Yep. Um, so is that I'm in melee with a, um, man, with a Gargoyle? No, the Gargoyle is 50 foot up in the air. Okay. Um, Jack falls back a bit behind Gar. Uh, not do for a position in the front line and cast Mage Armor. Yep. Uh, 
Okay. And then Garen. Okay. Garen is going to use a standard action to activate his protection from evil. Yep. He's going to move 30 feet and draw his weapon. Yeah. Correct. And that's his turn. <laughs> protect, protect, protect the squishy caster. Okay. And then can people see the last thing on there is mystery event? Yes. Uh, yes. Event zero. Yeah. We're having a wild battle event. You are having, you are totally having a wild battle event. <laughs> Garen, what you see is you hear shouting in Shawante, and then you hear the. <laughs> Or a very angry horse, as somebody that you have met before, Telmar breaks with thighs, um, comes running in, galloping in on her horse, leaps Ooh. over the top of the pyre, being a burn rider, the horse has been trained not to fear the flame, rushes in, and charges the one that is, that you are standing next to, swinging her big long spear around and running it through, uh, and then as she hits it and strikes it, she deals him damage and then leaps off the horse very rapidly to provide you with a temporary flank. Oh, nice. Later she will be carried away into the melee, because these guys are not working like PCs, they're working like events. But... Yep. Awesome. Assassin friend takes nine points of damage. Nice. And... That is Telmar Breaks with Thigh's contribution. And at that point, we hit the end of the round. And obviously this is nowhere near over, so that's probably a good spot to leave it. Yep. Yeah. I think Lucy and I have a shared desire that we really want to fireball something, but... Um... <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a quick process. <laughs> yeah. Do that next time. Yeah. Next time on Gargoyles. <laughs> okay, and so a giant, grandiose battle royal has broken out, totally disrupting the solemnity of Amalia's funeral. She is still on the pyre, merely burning. Um, yeah, that's that's really lame. But she was an adventurer, so I think she'd get it. Yeah. But the Red Mantis have come for you in what will, what will doubtlessly be their final strike, because this looks like all their forces. Nice. And Hopefully they'll be strawberry-haired woman will turn up and we can gank her as well. Mm. She may be one of these um, guys. Yeah, perhaps she's already here. Mm-hmm. That's one of the yeah. That would be nice. That's where we will leave it be. Dum dum dum.